Welcome to the podcast Bench Talk. I'm Jo Hilditch, High Sheriff of Herefordshire. Today I'm talking to Gordon Miller, one of Herefordshire's unsung heroes. Unless you're someone who's been the recipient of one of his huge numbers of favours, or unless you shop regularly at his carrot and wine shop in Wormelow, then you probably will never have heard his name before. He's another one of those people who quietly make up the volunteering fabric of our county and who's been a hero of the lockdown, making himself silently needed in his local community. Today, Bench Talk comes from the food bank in Hereford, where Gordon is doing his regular weekly run, of which more a bit later. So hi, Gordon. What's, what brought you to Herefordshire in the first place? Hi, Joe. Uh, originally, I come from Pembrokeshire, and um, having grown up there, I ultimately went to Harper Adams uh, Agricultural College in Shropshire, worked for Aldi for a while after that, and then uh, a, a business that was supermarket based and convenience store based and for that business I needed to be relatively central in the end to both the southwest and the southwest of Wales and so Herefordshire just seemed like the perfect place to be. But then uh, but then you left Aldi's and you set up shop yourself. Uh, yes. Brave thing to do. Well yes potentially. Uh, so yes June 2017 um, I opened Carrot and Wine Stores in Wormlow. I wanted to uh, offer regional retail uh, because I'm very interested uh, clearly in, in the provenance of food and local foods and cutting out air miles and, and the travelling that, that is associated with foods in supermarkets. So I wanted to open a store in which you could get food from literally just down the road uh, from all the wonderful growers around uh, and, and, and other producers but also your milk, bread, newspaper. Yeah, everything. And also you're serving your local community, aren't you, through the community shop? And I guess there's a meeting place. Oh, very much so. Very much <laughs> People so coming uh, and going. and There's plenty of chatter that goes on. I and, bet, and I bet. So it must have been difficult in COVID because you've obviously got to get them in the door and out the other end quite quickly. Oh, it's been an absolute nightmare. Um, not just in terms of the, the regulatory and, and safety aspects and making sure we can keep customers safe and the shop clean and, and all of these sorts of things but the business model had to change uh, completely so customers used to come to us and that was fine then customers couldn't come to us so we had to work out how to get to them uh, just to stay stay alive yeah. um, uh, yeah. business wise and then you know there was a consistent feeling of one of us is going to get COVID soon what then or what if the customer you know the, the fear of customers become friends as well uh, as do the staff to to the customers so just trying to keep uh, keep things going was, was yeah. very challenging yeah must have been really difficult and and challenging financially too I guess oh very much so so initially all the panic buying and uh, and things that came with that was great income was through the roof but then we couldn't couldn't replace the stock because all the wholesalers were were out as well I know that you've been developing school meals, children's meals and so on. How, how did that all start? That came about because as we were uh, sort of in the middle of the lockdown, it was clear that customers who were regular customers to us, but also people from farther afield were uh, just struggling. Um, whether it was because of the fact that we were locked down or financially or uh, just, just for being able to get basic supplies and it just sort of litter litter fuse within me where I thought we're in a brilliant position here to, to help. help people mm-hmm. um, and, and it so, so uh, actually what did you do how do you how do you do it 
Well, uh, so over the course of, of COVID really, we've done free school meals, which we delivered about 500 uh, different meals for the whole week of the October half term. Uh, and that was from the Welsh borders across to Worcester city centre, wow. uh, because I struggled to, to put a cap on it because you just can't, <laughs> can't say no to someone who can't feed their children. And were you driving all these meals around as well? Uh, yes, although I managed to round up a team of fantastic volunteers uh, although a lot of them came came to me, uh, and that meant that um, we didn't have to turn a single person away. Uh, and so anyway, the, that led to oh Christmas. So Christmas was a very hard time, and, and especially for people who maybe had never experienced that sort of hardship before, because you know this is all unprecedented. So then we did Christmas meals, uh, where we put together a turkey joint, um, all the veg couple of Christmas crackers, some cranberry sauce, everything you needed and a Christmas pudding uh, and we took those out to uh, some, some of them were the families that we did the free school meals for, uh, others were elderly people who were on their own uh, or just anyone who needed it. Because So did they find you or did you find them? How did they... Um, a little bit of both. So, the bush, um, so this, we, we were contacted by various agencies uh, when, once with the free school meals uh, who were able to put people who they dealt with in touch with us. Um, a lot of people just got in touch. Some people would get in touch on behalf of their friend or, or a relative. Yeah. Uh, so it was quite organic. Yeah. So how many meals did you deliver out throughout? Well, or you're probably still delivering. Still delivering. Um, we deliver to our regular customers as well as anyone that, that needs it. But in terms of the meals that we gave away, mm. um, free school meals we did as I say 500 uh, different families and the Christmas meals we did 400 different families I'm not sure how that breaks down into individual no. mouths fed yeah. but uh, it was a lot and I think you've been running around as well delivering medicines and picking up anything for anybody who wants yes, who needs yeah. anything so we, so we said look if you if you need help we're out and about and you can't be so uh, yeah. we'll we'll sort it so we picked up yeah. you know, prescriptions and dog medicines and all sorts of bits and bobs. So did you get involved with the Marcus Rashford campaign as well? Not directly with the Marcus Rashford campaign, but he did uh, promote us. Uh, at that point, a lot of businesses, particularly uh, restaurants and things, had nothing to do uh, and joined in as well. So we were, we were part of that movement as well. Mm. <clears throat> and did your community really pull together during lockdown? Oh, very much so. Um, we had a lot of offers of help. People were helping each other. Uh, we had a lot of customers who were able to come in to us shopping for their neighbours who were, were vulnerable or shielding and so it was really really nice to see uh, mm. how people will pull together when it really yeah. when you really need it. I mean hopefully now we're getting through well the main crisis of the of Covid but do you see yourself taking this forward as a standalone charity or how, how do you see yourself carrying on with this volunteering because it's obviously in your blood now. Yes, I think so. Um, yeah, very, I very much think I'll continue. Uh, I had toyed with the idea of setting up a charity myself, uh, but have come to the conclusion that I'd be far better supporting uh, those that exist already and that my, my efforts would be better uh, better directed that way. Yeah. Um, but obviously I'm, I'm very much interested in direct help, mm. uh, so wherever I can yeah can be of assistance but obviously you're doing stuff here with the food bank as well so how does that work well uh, initially we had a collection basket in the shop uh, from june 2017 onwards um for customers to donate anything they wanted whether it was from us or, or bought from home uh, so i've been doing uh, regular runs 
always but then at Christmas we had some excess turkey joints um, of, of the ones that I bought so they came to the food bank and then off the back of that I suddenly realized we produce food and we sell food and sometimes we've got too much uh, why don't we do something with it so in conjunction with uh, lodge farm kitchens who make really really super ready meals in uh, Ross and Y that, that sell nationally um, Louisa and John there uh, offered to help and so they uh, have made anything we've given them into, into lovely ready meals oh, so that's what you're unloading and, and today and that's what's coming today so oh, they, they also freeze them so therefore they can come here go in the freezer and they're literally a ready to go meal for whoever needs it so that's another strand of your volunteering side <laughs> I suppose so <laughs> how do you find the youth today in Herefordshire so you must have come across quite a few kids in delivering school meals yeah, very much so um, and and you know, I've got two young children myself. Um, I worry about the youth uh, in Herefordshire and, and nationally about the opportunities um, that are or are not open to them. Uh, I think that's a huge concern, uh, and clearly with everything that's gone on, it's with this lack of education over the last absolutely. Months. Um, you know, it's unprecedented times. Opportunity is going to be low. You transport links to in and out of Hereford. Um, you know, we need to keep them here and, and give them opportunity and, and a lot will now need a little bit of extra help compared yeah. to generations before yeah, and after. I think so. But generally you find that they have a good attitude. Very much so. I mean, yeah. so, you know, 80-20 rule is always a, yeah, a small proportion. <laughs> um, but I genuinely think that fundamentally most really want to, you know, be nice people and, and make something themselves, yeah. regardless of what that is. Yeah. Have you, have, you, have you got some fun stories of the last year? People, things that have made you laugh or things that have made you cry? There's been a lot of uh, things that have made me cry. Much I'm not proud to admit it, but we've had uh, phone calls to the shop where you know, people have told us stories of why they're in, in difficulty and it's, uh, it's just been a little bit too much after the phone goes down. Um, but then also people have told us you know, what a difference we've made to their Christmas Day or their their nan or their children and, and again that really that's crying but mm. happy tears um, and then you know we've had our requests for help sent in the post written on the back of a cornflake packet with a mm. you know a stamp that's clearly been reused but um, uh, the team that, that work for me at Carrot and Wine have, have kept the smile on well we've kept the smile on each other's faces I suppose there's been a lot of uh, I think we've had to haven't we over the last year oh definitely yeah. um, and they've they all play practical jokes on me all the time and things, so. <laughs> what's their best one I think the best one was uh, an a, a emergency situation that I walked into there's a leak in the stock room there's a leak in the stock room what are we going to do and so suddenly I'm this is five o'clock in the morning and I'm panicking and I don't know what I'm going to do and uh, I opened the door to the stock room sort of half light can't see anything no water on the floor but there's a leak an actual physical leak vegetable on the floor in the middle of the stock room and everyone's <laughs> laughing their heads off they filmed it and uh and i'm left being the mug yeah uh, well i don't I, think i, I think after the time <laughs> I, mean, I mean some of these guys i guess are volunteering as well are they as, yes. as well as being paid for what they do have you noticed yeah. people have become a lot more public spirited yeah very much so i think time to crisis it brings it out mm. in out in you doesn't it um it's been possible for a lot of people to do more 
than they'd ever been able to before because of furlough and, and maybe not being uh, as busy uh, and I hope that that will stay around. Something like one in three people in Herefordshire have volunteered that at some point during the last year, which is, is right? quite a great figure, I think. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you have Do you have time to do anything else? Have you got any hobbies? Um, well, I haven't had time to do anything no, else for, for a long time. Um, but I like to get out, and I'm a, I'm a country boy at heart, really, so I like to get out in the countryside and uh, take the dogs for a walk and just enjoy what we've got here because, you know, foreign holidays and, and all of that are great and everyone's been used to them in the past but when you start to really look what's around you um, you don't have to go very far to no so you can time. come to my three top tips for Herefordshire <laughs> now my three top tips for someone visiting Herefordshire would be uh, I think you need to go to Beefy Boys in Hereford uh, that's pretty unique I think great burgers countrywide but great burgers again local steak in the burgers uh, I mean, what's not to love about about that um, although if you can get in it's very busy Hampton Court Gardens is another one yeah wonderful fantastic location beautiful beautiful gardens and I really do think places like that um, this year you know they've had to be closed still got to maintain the garden and that still costs a lot of money time and effort mm. so I think it's absolutely we should all get out and really make the most of these places on our doorstep uh, and then number three for similar reasons because they've they've had a hard time but if you're in Herefordshire and you're in the countryside or uh, or near to it have a walk find some footpaths and get to the local pub have something to eat have a drink sit by the river sit by the woods look over the fields just uh, you know make the most of it yeah for sure we should be encouraging people to do that all the people of Herefordshire all of us on staycations True. actually definitely it, yeah we, we should we should make more effort yeah I can see you've got quite a lot of work to do here. Gordon's car currently packing up, or actually uh, unpacking his boxes from the car to deliver into the freezer here. So I'll let you get on with that, Gordon. Um, but thank you. You know, time is a precious commodity and you fill your life with a lot of things. So thank you very much for taking time to talk to me. No, thank you, Joe. It's been a real pleasure.